simply unprofessional. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Simply Unprofessional. I'm your host, Webby. Joining me tonight, we got Rob. Hey, everybody. It's Rob. And we got Donnie. Hey, it's Donnie. And joining us again, we got Ryan. Hey, I'm here again. And for the first time, special guest, Lex. Hi, I'm Lex. All right. So, a couple things. Lex, this is your first time at the end of the episode. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to tell a very particular superhero to fuck off. Okay. Uh, it, it is important that you do it, but I suppose only if you only if you mean it. It's okay. I, I won't let you down. Okay. All right. Well, today we're gonna be answering some D and D questions. Now, the way this is kind of set up is essentially it's a list of 20 questions, and for each one that you answer, you progress a level. They're not super hard questions. I did have to think on some of them just because I just, I don't know if they, like, I could think of a particular thing. Uh, That's pretty much as hard as this gets. Uh, But some of them are pretty fun. Um Myself and Donnie, we already talked about this yesterday, so today we're going to be answering in character as two of our characters from D&D, Gambit and Thorn. Uh, so, for the rest of you, you are all peasants or shopkeepers. You are non-adventurers because you're level zero. So, to start your adventuring career, we'll start with Lex. Question number okay. one. If you were a D&D character, what race and class would you be? Okay, well, this is easy because before we started playing D&D, I always thought it was going to be a Wood Elf Ranger, and then I started playing a Wood Elf Ranger, and I was like, yeah, this fits. So, Wood Elf Ranger. Yeah, that was that was easy and quick. Alrighty. Well, you welcome to Adventuring Life. Yes. Uh, Ryan, which would you be? Oh. Uh. Uh, jeez. Uh, you know, probably a human wizard. Okay. There's some unsureness in there, but... Alright. Uh, Rob, what would you choose? Uh, for class, definitely Bard. Uh, for race, I'm, 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 I'm drawn towards human as I am in the game. But it would be fun to be something else. Uh, I'm thinking maybe a water genasi. I like that one. Okay. Now I do have to ask. Not that there's there is no wrong answers, obviously. Ryan, why would you choose human if you if you could be another race? Uh, why would I choose to be human? I don't know. It just I I have I have trouble getting into character as like non. I, I, there's, I, there's, I don't know if there's a good way to say it. Like as non-human races. You're, you're just used to being a human. 
Well, see, because, no, but, like, tieflings are fine, like, elves are fine, but, like, I can't get into character as, like, a minotaur, or as, like, you know. Oh, I think you do pretty good as a small cat. Uh, you yeah, do play a small cat. <laughs> I just kind of fall back on human. Yeah, his reasoning is basically the same as mine, where it's like, I know what it's like to be a human, I don't right. know what it's like to be a centaur, or a... Right. Whatever. So I, I, yeah, I suppose that would make role playing a lot easier. Uh, okay, Gambit. <laughs> what about you? Well, not a pretty boy would have. I'll tell you that. But uh, uh Winter, Eldrin, Wizard, of course. Even Do these he, questions get harder. I, I mean, yes. <laughs> You're bougie. You're you're just like Devin now, Mister Aladrin. I quit. Yeah, it's the last time I'll ever be on here, guys. Figured, enjoy it. Figured. <laughs> um, and and obviously, you know, mouse folk bard, master race. Hmm. Hmm. I learned that from you. Is this how it feels to talk to me? Yeah. Okay. Is it is it good? No. All right. Keep that in mind moving forward. <laughs> okay. What are you going to say, Rob? I'd say this is going to, for the listeners, this is going to seem like it's way out of left field, but there are a lot of Dr. Pe- fla- Dr. Pepper flavored things. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, are there more than 23? There are. They say there's uh, only well, no, 23 that's... flavors. Yeah, twenty three flavors of the soda, but like there's they have their own line of jelly beans made by the Jello Bean Company. Oh. They have a Dr. Pepper flavored gum from Hubba Bubba. They have Dr. Pepper sweet and kicking barbecue sauce and Dr. Yep. Pepper more than mesquite marinade. There's they have, also Dr. Pepper beans I learned the other day. Yeah, Dr. Pepper baked beans. Yep. Uh Dr. Pepper flavored lip balm. Uh Brockus Brockus has Dr. Pepper Orange Crush and A and W root beer flavored hard candies. There's a Dr. Pepper ice cream topping syrup called Dr. Pepper's Cherry Dessert Topping. There's a Dr. Pepper Slurpee sold by 7-Eleven. And there are freezies of Dr. Pepper Grape Crush and Hare's Root Beer. Okay. Um, this episode is brought to you in part by Dr. Dr. Pepper. Pepper. Not, I'm a pepper, a he's a pepper, she's a pepper, I, I, we're a pepper. I wish. Wouldn't you like to be I will pepper? shill for Dr. Pepper gladly. <laughs> Heck yeah. yeah. I mean, if they, hey, Dr. Pepper, if you want to sponsor an episode of Simply Unprofessional, we'll let you. <laughs> I'll allow it. Yeah, I'll allow it. <laughs> uh, to, to pull back the mystery of the current, we were talking about Dr. Pepper as a medicine. Uh before yeah. the, the episode started. <laughs> yeah, it's because I, I finally got to try the Dr. Perry, Dr. Pepper Dark Berry limited edition flavor. It's, it's phenomenal. Good. I love uh-huh. it. All right, second question. Let's level you guys up a bit. We're going to start with Ryan on this one. Oh, boy. When and how did you first discover D&D, and when did you start playing? Uh, so, this takes me all the way back to middle school, actually, um, because after, after class and, like, 
eighth grade, uh, we used to go across the street to the library for a little bit before my friends got picked up, and then I would just walk home because I lived down the street. Um, and they were they talked about D and D, and I don't know what version that would have been in. Uh, what was that? Two thousand eight. Two thousand five. But oh, uh, probably either three point five, <laughs> maybe fourth. I don't remember when fourth edition came out. Well, in any event, I basically went home. I I googled, you know, D and D character creator. And of course, being thirteen, I made a level twenty character, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, they're so powerful!" <laughs> uh, but uh, we, we didn't actually play. I, I didn't play until until your game. Really? Okay. Yep. Man. Yeah, it kind of fell under the couch until uh, until your game. So. Well, I, ap- I apologize. I'm I'm the what? only DM in the DM pool right now for you. Uh, no, no basis I've of had, comparison. I I I I've had three, four, four DMs. Oh, okay. Or I'm, I'm going to yeah. say to you what I said to Donnie. What am I? Chopped liver? <laughs> You're number two. What do you mean? No, I was talking liver? to Webby because he's like, you don't oh, have yeah. any other DMs in your DM pool. That's, that's true. <laughs> three of you are here. <laughs> Oh, yeah, okay. Hmm. Moving on from that blunder. Uh, Lex, what about you? Okay, so I don't know when I learned about D&D, but I didn't know what it was, like how to play or anything, until, I don't know, four years ago-ish, because I started watching, like, tabletop games on, like, Twitch and stuff. Uh, specifically Hyper RPG is where I watched most of them, and they don't really even play Dungeons & Dragons, they play other systems of TTRPGs. Okay. Um, but that was my first, I guess, insight into how they're played, and then I kind of went off into, well, what's Dungeons & Dragons, and how do I play that, and where do I get friends to do that? And it wasn't until the start of the pandemic where we all got together and put together our own game that I actually played myself. Um, but my sister did play a game. She probably, I think they had like a session zero and a session one where they played and she was like, I don't like this. I don't get it. And I was like, but I want to get it. I tell me everything. I was just like obsessed with it. And she just would not tell me anything about it. I was so frustrated. That was probably about six years ago. Well, oh yeah. That's when the D and D brain set in. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I just thought of something. What? I, I actually heard about D&D before middle school. Oh, probably, yeah. From watching the news where they told me that if I played D&D, I was going to murder all of my friends and sacrifice myself to Satan. Ah, uh, yes. A satanic <laughs> revival, yep. That and MySpace for some reason. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Satan's MySpace is just filled with D&D stuff. That's all. All uh, right, Rob, what about you? Uh, well, I also learned about D&D in middle school, but unlike the babies in the call, the internet was not a thing back then. <laughs> so, I I, st- I was staying over at a cousin's house, uh, like, doing like a sleepover, and his older sister was playing with her high school friends, 
And I was fascinated. Like I sat in the living room and it was listening to this and I was just like, oh, this is amazing. So I ended up going out and using my allowance to buy a bunch of second editions, which uh, modules, which I actually have out, out there in the bookshelf. Uh, <clears throat> and but no one would play with me. <laughs> so I just I would read through and just make characters on paper because I couldn't do it online. <laughs> uh, Wait a second. Mm-hmm. We're not that different in age. And we had internet in middle school. It was AOL. Uh, well, I should say I didn't have it at home. My okay. my parents did not own a computer because I didn't get a computer until I was in high school. Gotcha. At, at home, uh, I st- I mean, so yeah, the internet was a thing. I suppose we we had a computer class in in middle school, but it like it didn't do anything online. It was mostly like teaching how to use yeah like rig programs and stuff. Uh so. In my mind, there was no internet because I didn't know of it until high school because I had never used it. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so yeah, I didn't actually end up playing until I started listening to um, Dungeon and Randomness. And then a bunch of fans of that got together, which actually I got brought into that by Sabrina. Uh, and we played a couple games. <laughs> there uh and but there was a group of us that were supposed to play with jason but then it fell through so we decided to do a game on our own so i played with them for a couple years before i joined distractions and then i played with you guys right on all right gambit what about you <laughs> oh about 150 years ago in the trenches of the winter fay also i don't remember when we made gambit i don't know how long ago that was Webby. was that like five Probably. something years ago Five, six years ago? Yeah. So. I mean, Thorne's answer is probably five years ago. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Let's see. Um, All right. We'll start with Lex on this one. I feel like this was going to be another easy one for you. (laughs) Third level. What is your favorite race class and subclass to play? (laughs) You know, I'm gonna have to go. I can't even come up with one that's like not even the answer. It's 100% Beastmaster Ranger. I just love that class. I just think it's so much fun and it's so useful, even though it gets a bad rep sometimes. It's just so much fun for me. And I don't know, I'm always drawn to just elves in general. So, I mean, that's an easy answer. Now, I will say before you guys hopped on the call... Uh, I had talked about Beastmaster Rangers, and we'll talk a little bit more in depth because I, I plan on having you on the episode where we do the Ranger subclasses, and we're going to rank them. But I do feel r- rules as written, Beastmaster Rangers are garbage. 100%. Uh, but they are near and dear to my heart, so whenever I DM for somebody who wants to play them, I give a lot more leniency. I give a lot more uh, fun little things to play around with to make the class more viable, more interesting to play, and be able to keep up with everybody else in the party and in, in doing the roles that you want to do. So, I guess that is true because I'm I play an alternate version, like you say. Um, that what that one's a lot better. That's a lot of fun, but. I don't know why they're written so bad. 
Like, it feels like such, like, a classic, like, class and and subclass and everything like that. you think that it would it would have more care to it. Yeah. Just, the, the way that they've crafted, and I, I'm, I'm speaking out of my ass because I haven't played anything prior to 5th edition, but the way that they've crafted 5th edition to work, it, like, you know, it forces them to make all of the companions have to take your bonus action with the assumption that you would lose your bonus action for the benefit of having this pet. Mm-hmm. But everything you need to do as a ranger is a bonus action other than attacking. So, like, it's it's weird. Yeah. But I guess that's also kind of why I like how flexible... TTRPGs can be where you can make your own rules and you can change things as they feel better, obviously, yeah. if it fits. But that's, I don't know. I think that's the beauty of it. Yeah. And I mean, they definitely have a role to play and it's a useful role. It's just mechanically, as far as combat goes, I feel like they kind of didn't do justice. Yeah. I'd like to think that I, I, I altered the rules enough to where you playing Rainia uh, and Ivy mm-hmm. don't feel uh, not left out. That's not the right word. Like, uh, like unmatched or like, uh, like not matching everybody else. Right. You know, I'd like to think that I did an all right job as a DM doing that. Um, if you didn't, I probably like consider. Since Rainia and Ivy were, like, my first character, I probably... It was a good enough impression for me to want to play additional games, so you did a great job. Well, that's good. Um, I, honestly, I don't know why more DMs just don't make slight changes to things, you know, on the fly. I mean, that's, that's the part... Of, that's the whole job of the DM, you know, is, you know, if, if something's not fun change the ruling on it so it is. I don't know. I mean, that's... My number one rule going into every session is just to make sure that the players have a fun time. Or a fun experience. You know? As far as if things are you know, not balanced or or if, if I change a rule on the fly because I feel like it, that's that's my call to make. You know? So... And you want my controversial opinion? Sure. I don't, I don't know if this will come up during the Ranger episode, because I, I don't know if I'll be there or not, but I think that Beastmaster should replace like, the features of Beastmaster should replace or augment favorite enemy and be part of the base class. And you should get to pick a, a subclass on top of having a Beast Companion. I 100% agree. You know, I think if anything, like a Beastmaster Ranger should kind of like like with a, a a Circle of the Moon Druid, how being a Circle of the Moon Druid just increases your wild shape abilities, so you can be more powerful wild shapes. A Beastmaster Druid or a Beastmaster Ranger should just have access to higher CR beasts, or you know, maybe their beasts should level up like I do with Ivy. Mm-hmm. Um, Whereas if you're, say, like a Gloomstalker Ranger, you just have that CR1 beast 
and you know that it stays that way that way you still have a companion it still can do something but it's not the primary aspect of your subclass either you know but yeah. i don't who'd we leave off on i think we just started the first one yeah all right the first question uh let's go over to rob what's your favorite race class subclass to play all right, race is definitely human. human. As I said, <laughs> I know how a human feels and stuff, so it's easier for me to roleplay that. Uh, class is probably bard. I really like bards. Um, subclass is uh, actually of a different class. My favorite subclass is the the uh, the storm one for the the cleric. Oh, the Tempest Cleric. Tempest domain. Yeah. Um, if I have to pick one that goes with the Bard, it's probably the one that I, the College of Valor, because uh, I like using bows, yeah. and the College of Valor allows you to use uh, long bows, and you get two multi attack with that class, which I think is the only subclass that gives Bards a multi attack. Yeah. It changes their Bardic dice too, doesn't it? And you can use it for more things, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, Gambit. Also, before we move on to Gambit, uh, I looked it up. The internet, as we know it, was created in 1983. So I was five years old. So it, it was around when I was in middle school. I just did not have access to it. Okay, fun fact. There you go. Yep. <clears throat> I used to collect all those free AOL discs. <laughs> Just <laughs> to have them. Anyway, uh, not getting on that tangent. Gambit, favorite race, Aladrin class, wizard subclass, Bladesinger. Yes. <laughs> All right, you guess thorns. Right, okay, tiny little mouse boys. Yeah, mouse folk. Uh, fuck, I don't remember the name of the subclass, but bard, whatever thorn is. College of lore. Lore bards, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, now, for the listeners, these answers are not mine and Donnie's. These are specifically for our characters. That's, so, uh, all right, starting with Ryan this time. Fourth level, guys. If you could improve any stat in real life, or two stats half as much, which would you choose and why? Uh well, don't you want to know my other answer? Did I not ask you? <laughs> no, it's okay. Oh shit! What's your favorite race class and subclass, Ryan? <laughs> I um, I'm gonna start writing well, this down. My mind has been. I have. You're fine. I have what? I have two humans. I have a Elis, which is distinctly different from a Tabaxi. Dude, I love Simon. And I also have a Tiefling and a stable full of characters. Um, and one more that is redacted, and we'll figure that out eventually. Um, I mean, I, I like the tiefling, because who doesn't like free fire resistance, right? Um... I mean, I'm, I'm I'm liking sorcerer. 
other than my two-point dip into wizard. Uh, Which was a very uh, strategic dip. It, it was, but it's kind of shooting me in the leg, but it's it's fine. Um, so I, I, I guess I can say Tiefling Sorcerer, but my favorite subclass hunts. I, mean, I kinda I kinda like uh I like Hexblade. Haven't gotten to play a whole lot of it, but I like Hexblade. Warlock. Okay. Out of left field, but um, and then what was the what was the next question? So the next question is if you could pr- improve any stat in real life or two stats half as much, which would you choose and why? Um, I I feel like I need my charisma to roll over. I. Uh, I am not always as smooth as I am on the Discord chat. <laughs> and sometimes I'm not even on the Discord chat. What? Yeah, so lies! Lies! When I talk, it's like falling down the stairs. But uh, yeah, so probably charisma. Okay. Uh, and you gave the why. Because you don't yep. feel like you're smooth. You're, you're, you're a pretty smooth operator, Ryan. Just letting you know. Well, I, I appreciate that, but it's not always the truth. But I appreciate that. All right, let's jump over to Rob. If you could improve any two any, any stat in real life or two stats half as much, which would you choose and why? I mean, do they have to be the six uh, yes. D&D stats? Because motivation would be fine. <laughs> I think that would solve all the rest of my problems. I just had doubled my motivation. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what motivation would fall under under the stats. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I was thinking of. I'm like, it doesn't seem to fit any of those. Uh, I guess half into constitution and half into charisma. Okay. Uh, any particular reason for those two? Uh, just because I don't want to go to the doctor. <laughs> for the, I wish I was just healthier in general for the charisma or constitution. And then charisma, uh, I would like to be better at talking to strangers so I can find myself a boyfriend. <laughs> Instead of just ogling at the delivery drivers through the door window. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Just answer the door in your underwear. It'll work. <laughs> uh, okay, Lex, what about you? Oh, that's a good question. Um, hmm. I don't think I'm particularly good at any of those stats. Uh, on one hand, Constitution would be great to have a boost. But I don't think that's going to help me retroactively. I don't know. Constitution <laughs> always retroactively gives you HP if, Extra you, meet the, if you meet the bump. Uh... I wouldn't say that I'm not, te- well, not undextrous. Is that too many negatives? I mean, I would like to be stronger. I'll, I'll add one to strength and probably one to con. Just to get a little health boost. All right. Uh, Donnie, Gambit, 
Gambit. Well, you know, if you're already great at something, why not be even greater? Just both points into intelligence. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Thorn would... Uh... Definitely go charisma. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean. You thought about you thought about decks a little bit, but you ended up settling on charisma. Yeah. Uh, Cause yeah, there's no way he can reach Gambit as far as intelligence, and he's already stronger than Gambit. So you really just wanted to tell everybody. Uh, I did. (laughs) (laughs) Little little mouse boy is stronger than an Aladdin. Alrighty, that is everybody. I'm keeping track now. Ever since, the, ever since the Ryan debacle, and I skipped over him, I feel like trash now. The incident. Yeah, the incident. <laughs> the intimate, intimate, yeah, intimate issue. <clears throat> okay, so that was four. Everybody's fourth level now. Yay. Wow. That was your ability score improvement. Just <laughs> uh, fifth level. Let's start with Rob on this one. In three sentences or less... Oh boy. What's your most epic moment from a game? Hmm. This one's hard. Yeah, this is one that this is one that Three. took us a little while to yeah. To think of yesterday. Uh, I I think I'm gonna go with the song that Elspeth came up with to convince the orcs that she was a oh a, a guide. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember it? Because I'll let you sing it just this one time. Uh. I don't. Damn it. Damn. What a shame. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> now now Rob's gonna try to think of it so he can sing it before we move on past this question. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's go to Ryan. Three sentences, huh? Three sentences. Most epic moment from a game. Can be any game that you've played in. Uh, any, any game that I've played in, huh? Yeah. Uh, how about the time that I used a magical microphone and an amplifier to convince the gods of Olympus to give me their iPhones. Oh my god, I remember that. So that I could throw them <laughs> into the lava and destroy them. I'm gonna need slightly more context on this. Okay, so this this was uh, this was Lex's Dungeon World game. Okay. In, in the Dungeon World system, and it was based on the book series Percy Jackson. Okay. Uh, and essentially... There were golden iPhones that were given to the gods of Olympus that were controlling them and making them not intervene in things. I, I, I'm, I'm a little. Was, f- they were the magical golden apples um, from uh, mythology that I think they they essentially caused chaos. They were gifts from Iris, or yeah, Iris. I think Eris. Yeah. That was Eris. Yeah, they, causing chaos, but my. My bard, whose name I forgot, but it's like just a normal person name. It's the son of Aphrodite. Yeah, he uh, he basically created a megaphone and told them all that he needed to perform software updates so that they could all please hand their phone over. <laughs> you like crit on like a yeah, I, I crit on them. 
Right old fuck. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many sentences that was, but. Well, I let you go over. You, you described it in three sentences, I think, originally, and then I wanted the more context, so. Uh, okay, Lex, what about you? Uh, I can't even... We've been playing, like, all of our campaigns for several years now, and I know we've done some, like, truly badass things, and every single one of them is escaping me right now. <laughs> oh, this is hard! Um, I mean, you turn guys into trees a lot. We do turn people into trees a lot. Yeah, there is uh, a tree in a Red Sun Coalition basement. <laughs> there is. <laughs> yep. I mean, it was... Pretty great to take out our first dragon after we nearly all died to the first one. That was pretty good, even though somebody did die, but... I mean, you know. F. It happens. Um, I guess it's nothing that any of my characters have done, but one of my... One of the things that I was really excited for was in the Halloween game that I ran... When you guys went to the movie theater and somebody set something on fire and nobody put the fire out, so all of the sprinklers uh, started going off, which was something that occurred in the back of my mind could potentially happen multiple points around along the campaign. And Webby was playing a <laughs> Mogwai from, uh, from Gremlins. So you were able to multiply every single turn, and that was probably one of my favorite moments in that campaign. Yeah, I was playing the gremlin that had the the little propeller hat and the bucket of popcorn <laughs> and the 3D glasses. <laughs> oh, man, I had so much fun with that character. Okay. That's Ryan. That's Lex. That's Rob. Marking these yeah. down. I mean... I don't remember the whole song, but I do know that it had the line "Master of Geography" in there because that's what I kept saying from then on. Yeah. I put the title in the in the on the character sheet, "Master of Geography." Um, Gambit, what about you? Most epic moment. The time the new party member walked into the room to find eleven of me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That is true. That yeah, did he was very impressed. Yes. Well, wasn't going to go there. Wasn't wasn't going to go there, but I'm sure he was. Um, Thorn, I have two that were equally as impressive, I feel. Well, I have three, I guess. One sentence each. Okay, so first... I was eaten by a giant, and I polymorphed into a T-Rex and burst out of his torso. Second, I dimension-doored above something. I don't remember what we were fighting. And then I polymorphed into a T-Rex and just fell and did damage when I landed on the guy. Pretty sure that was a flying devil. It was during the uh, crossover game, because I was there for that as Elspeth. Okay. And then... Honestly, I think Thorne's most epic moment was when he got true polymorph and he changed into an adult red dragon for the first time. <clears throat> I think that's the first time Thorne's ever actually felt offensively powerful. Because Thorne is not an offensive character. He is a healer. <clears throat> uh, yeah, that was the game we had at, uh, at Gen Con. 
Yeah. That's the one that I did. Cross over session. As the, uh, yeah. Yeah. Or he turned into something and fell from the sky. I think sky. it was a T Rex. Yeah. That was my go to is a polymorph into a T Rex. Has the most yeah. HP. Webby uses a lot of T Rexes. Yeah. Oh, well, there sure was also do. that time that uh, we knocked him out before he even had a chance yeah, to attack. You know, I was hoping <laughs> that, that, that was one epic. would slide by. Yeah, Dottie, yeah. get this. Wait, what? They're, they're <laughs> okay. party. Not, I'll let, yeah, I'll let Lex tell this story. Oh, gosh. I don't even know if I can do it justice. We basically managed... We Did we pre-plan this? You I don't know. I got we... one attack with a T-Rex. <laughs> We did a, a wall of thorns in a circle to close in the T-Rex so he couldn't leave the, the wall area. And then we did spike growth. So every time he walked, he would take damage. If he tried to get through the wall, he additional damage. And he was slowed through this whole thing. So he basically just walked himself to death. Yeah, I will and say, Webby was flabbergasted because I heard about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One, one attack before my T-Rex died. He uh, killed himself too, didn't then, he? They made they yeah. made him kill himself, didn't and they? And then since then, I've been throwing very weird T Rexes at them. <laughs> well, we uh, we also kind of did that with those shadow mastiffs in the sewer. Yep. Or uh, it was shadow mastiffs and the flail snails. Yep. Where you just had one run up out of the dark, and then you were like doing some math, and you're like, it dies. It dies. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. It would have died runs up way and way. Dies. That's the thing is it would have died either way that it had gone. So <laughs> All right. Which question was that? That was fifth. Everybody's fifth level now. Congratulations. Some of you get extra attack. Some of you get extra attack, that's right. See <laughs> like notable that happens at fifth level. Spellcasters, you get third level spells. Nice. Uh sixth level. Let's start with Lex on this one. Have any of your... Oh, no. <laughs> I, just, I remember Apple's answer to this. Uh, have any of your characters died in a game? If so, how? <laughs> uh, not outright. I mean, well, I guess outright. They yeah, came back once. Uh, none of my characters have officially made it to a graveyard. Uh, but Rania has died... In the Balagos fight in Star uh, against Dragon. Um, and Thorn brought them back. And Ivy. But I think that's the only time I've been resurrected. That he did. I think so, yeah. I yeah. think you've died otherwise. Yeah, everybody else has been, you know, alive. Speaking of everyone else being alive, Ryan, what about you? Well, see, <laughs> uh... I think Gil only died twice. I, I, I believe that he died by like one hit point when we were fighting that like magma golem in the sewer or whatever that thing was. Oh, yeah. When it exploded, I think it yeah. knocked him out. Um, but yeah, he, uh, he tried his best in the, uh, in the Balagos fight and he, he certainly made some decisions. Yes, he did, which cost him his life. Yeah. Listen, for the listeners, uh, it was almost a TPK. Let's just say that. Very close. My first, but... Uh, Rob, have any of your characters died in the game, and if so, how? 
Have oh, they? Jesus. I just... Have they? <laughs> at, at first, I was like, no, nah, I don't think Elspeth still's <laughs> running around, you know, whatever. I don't think any of them died. And then oh, I just remembered actually, <laughs> that Actually, adds, that adds a fourth one, though, because Elspeth did die. So yeah. I had four characters oh, die. Yeah, the, rugs, the rugs are <laughs> smothering. <laughs> she got brought up to life, though. Elspeth is the only one that got brought up to life. So Elspeth died to a rug of smothering. Tamara managed to get her and John's character to a place to resurrect them before the time ran out, before they could be revived. Revivified, or whatever it was, because we got, like, she did, like, whatever, to preserve our bodies so they could be revivified. Uh, so Elspeth died, but came back to life. Uh, Trip was my demon character, who was murdered by a devil. Uh, Webby, that Webby controlled, of course. He was the DM. Uh, my first reflectionist committed suicide epically to try and halt, well, to help the civilians escape from the capital city of uh, Cairn. Uh, he had a necklace of fireballs, and as the, the battle was turning bad, he just threw it directly at his feet and blew himself and all the orcs to pieces that were on the docks so the ships could get away. Uh, <clears throat> and then the last one was a character I had in a different game with a different DM where when he died, the DM was like, oh, here, just make a new character, and we'll, we'll keep going. In the same session, I was like, uh, no, this is not how I operate. I'm out. And I left the game. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I felt real bad about the trip thing, too. Uh, like, you, okay, you know me as a DM. Anytime I, anytime a player dies, I I tend to really beat myself up about it, regardless. And I know it happens. It's D&D. It's a game. This, that, and the other thing. But I, I just, it's how I am. But in addition to killing Trip, that whole fight consisted of Trip being unconscious, <laughs> brought back to life with a healing spell, just so when it came around to the Devil's turn again, the Devil would notice that Trip was conscious and then spend his turn killing Trip again. And, and always giving me two death save strikes yeah. every time. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. That one was rough. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, enemies, man. There was a chance for Trip to come back with reincarnation, but Webby and I had done a, a role play before that of, of Trip being basically in His heaven. Life, yeah. yeah. And uh, he basically got everything he wanted, so he was like, I don't want to go back. <laughs> so, yep. But yeah, even though I love playing him, I'm like, no, nah, he would not turn this down. He would stay here. <clears throat> All right, Gambit, what about you? No. Doesn't happen. Never happened to me. Uh, yeah, Thorn, same. Thorn, tell us. No, tell him about the time Thorn died. No, uh, Thorn, listen, no. Yeah, tell him, tell him about the time no. Thorn died. <laughs> okay, fine. So... Thorn and Gambit were essentially best friends. And the way I played Thorn, or the way Thorn works, is when he heals people, and it's much more drastic when he brings people back to life. Uh, he essentially, he was never taught how to properly do it, like from clerics or other bards or things like that. He's self-taught. Everything that Thorn does, he's he learned how to do on his own. So when he heals people or brings people back to life, he gives a little bit of his life essence to the people that he's bringing back. 
and it was aging Thorne at one point, and Gambit knew that eventually, you know, a mouse folk only lives to be 30 or something like that. So eventually, Thorne was going to end up healing himself to death. And uh, Gambit was unconscious one time, and I ran over and I cast a heal spell, and then I instantly, quote-unquote, fainted and died having healed Gambit. So when Gambit woke up, he thought I died, and then he went ballistic on everything that was around. <laughs> so, listen, all right? It was just Yeah, there was almost collateral damage on that. It was a joke. <clears throat> right. All right, we're all level, what, six? Six. Six now, yeah. I remember when I was level six. <sighs> all right, so there, okay, here's one. We'll start with Ryan. Seems okay. Like the first one on this list. If you could learn any one cantrip in real life, which would you choose and why? All right, hold on. I mean, the easy answer is guidance, right? I don't think that's that's the one. Hold up. The answers that we did yesterday were unanimous across the board. Were they? Yeah. What, you guys all said acid splash, right? No. <laughs> um, huh, let's see. I mean, gonna be honest. Probably press the digitation. Okay. All right. Well, it's still unanimous. Is there a reason why? (laughs) Um. Sometimes, uh, sometimes I have anxiety about smells when I don't know where they come from. It's weird, like dipping into me and everything, but sometimes I have anxiety about some smells, and uh, I can just make them smell like something else. Yeah, 100%. Everything smells like bacon. Clean things. And <laughs> yep. Whatnot, so, yeah. And dry things. Hell yeah. That, that's very useful. I don't like, like being wet. Like when you stepped with your sock into that Oh, God. <laughs> you yes. Press the digitated exactly. your sock dry again. Yeah. Exactly. All right, Lex, what about you? Well, prestidigitation would be pretty helpful for a dog who doesn't like taking baths. Yep. But, like, there's also fun things. Like, oh, like shillelagh. Yeah. Or, like, sacred, or what's what's the, like, like all of these damage ones that you could do. Shocking grasp, anyone? No. No? Let me try to sell you. <laughs> On prestidigitation, though. <laughs> All right, your pitch. So you're you're thinking like, okay, these fun ones that do some sort of damage to th- people or things. Okay, mm-hmm. prestidigitation you can use to do psychological damage to people because <laughs> okay. you can wait until, let's say, let's use the name Barrick for no particular reason. <laughs> okay. 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 You wait. You wait for Barrick to. You know he. he they look hungry, right? It's midday. Mm-hmm. They haven't eaten anything yet. 
Now you start making the smell of bacon or, or cake or something waft by him. So he gets more and more hungry. Then mm-hmm. finally lunchtime comes. He races to the fridge. He gets his sandwich or whatever it is he's eating. He's about to take a bite. You use press the digitation. You make that bite taste like garbage, like pure, <laughs> foul, hot garbage. And then he gets sick of it. You just torture people with this. <laughs> You're not wrong. I guess that could cause some damage. Yeah, all right. I'll press the digitation. I'm just sitting here thinking how you could make the like a fart smell in an elevator. You're talking about full on like gaslighting. Okay, Rob. Did I so? Did I sell you on press the digitation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sold me on press the digitation. Yes. All right, Rob. Why are you even asking me? You just went through all of the things you could do with presentation. Like, why even ask me the question? Well, because you might not care about those things. The only other one I was considering was mending, because it would be nice to be able to, like, you know, fix your car and shit without having to go places. Mm. Uh, but no, I would also take presentation for the fact that I could eat so much better. Like, I could just drink water and make it taste like soda. I could eat that's, celery and make it taste like pop true. roast. That's true. That's why I don't <laughs> eat healthy food because it tastes like crap. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so I'm, I'm gonna, Donnie. I'm gonna go ahead and assume that Gambit and Thorn also press the digi- press the digitation. Uh, green flame blade. No, you're fired. <laughs> we, we've been unanimous across the board with this. <laughs> with this press uh, the digitation. Cancer. Fine. Yes. Fine. Honestly, it's one of the best cantrips in the game. Well, that, that was what I picked. It doesn't Donnie get utilized picked. enough. Uh, Alright, Rob is away from his computer. We're on to level 8. Uh, okay, so we'll start with Lex on this one. Let me put the little hash mark there. Boom. Uh, are there any particular stats that you usually take a high or a low score in, and why? So, like, if you're That's building a, good a character... Question. Uh, well, I don't tend to play a lot of characters that utilize intelligence. Uh, obviously, they have to be able to speak and stuff like that. But even if they couldn't, it's not the end of the world. There's just ways to get around it. Um, I usually ignore intelligence. That's usually my lowest stat. Um, most of my characters prioritize dex or wisdom. Although... The Thrycreen that I'm created does have um, a higher charisma than I normally give anyone. So, I guess, I don't know, that was a lot of lot of answers. That was almost every stat. But, prioritize Dex and Wisdom, low ball charisma and intelligence, except for that one instance where I actually use charisma. Alrighty. Uh, Ryan, what about you? Uh, well, I mean... It really depends on the character. I always go, obviously, full-on into the primary stat. Uh, and then I, I like to put, like, my second or third highest as con. Um, and then my third usually goes to wisdom, just because of the abundance of saving throws. Right. So I guess I would also typically somewhat ignore intelligence. Um, but depending on the character, I'm, I might put my, like, eight into strength. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. It really does. Like if I if I am not using a, a a weapon to attack, I we don't play with equipment weight, so I have no reason to go into strength. Right. 
Um, you know, well, while we're waiting for Rob, anyway, I do have a question. Do you guys find it a essentially a plus or a or or a minus that we don't use things like equipment weight? It's a benefit for me. I don't like keeping track of weight and stuff and okay. feeling like I have to throw things out or, or sell them. Like, that's why we have, like, a whole bag of, like, mad items just yeah. not sold. We're, we're pack rats. Yep. Yeah. There, there, are certain, there are certain realism things that I wouldn't mind playing with, like injuries and whatnot, but... I don't know. I feel like it's dumb to have to like keep all of your money at your house or at the in the bank and have to go to the bank to get the money to go shop. It's just like, what if you're not in that town? I mean, obviously in our quote the debit cards or whatever. Heck but yeah. <laughs> but like for people who don't do that, they they fully immerse in the realness. This is eleven hundred pounds of gold, like. What if you're in another town? Then you're just poor. Yeah. Like, you you can't put all of it in the bag of holes. Only a little bit. I, I don't know. I just, so, yeah, TLDR, I wouldn't mind my hand being cut off, but don't make my coins work. Okay, so Liz wants her hand cut off. Gotcha. <laughs> well, honestly, if uh, I'll, I'll let you in on this because the session has passed. If she didn't succeed on the last roll... She would have asked Ryder to cut her hand off. Oh shit! Okay. Jesus. Damn. I mean, she would have gotten healed, of course. Yeah. But, yeah. She she has the apple. Like she has the apple, but she she would have asked Ryder to cut her hand off. Yeah. Or you could have had a second list. Oh, oh wait. So if I cut the hand off, no, and I new hold... list will not grow. From <laughs> no, wait, wait, hold on. No, hey. you are not a worm. <laughs> If I cut the hand off and I hold it next to the other hand and I eat the apple, can I make a crab claw attached to my other Oh my god, that's horrific. <laughs> I don't think that's how that would work. I might be willing to bend the rules. <laughs> well, I'm not going to do that, so don't worry. You have to beat the entire purpose of cutting your hand off. Yeah. Oh. Um... All right, Rob. Uh, let's see. Uh, are there oh, any God. particular stats that you usually take high or low scores in, and why? Uh, yes. That just. But before we get to that, that just reminded me of the thing where you had a bell for a hand. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> remind me. Remind me to tell them my my fucking board game. Your bell hand story. No, not even the story. <laughs> just my board game record. <laughs> uh, yeah, usually uh, strength and dex. Like, I always usually take a low strength and a high dex because you could do so much more with dex than you can with strength. Like, dex is usually, like, strength is almost always my dump stat. Because with dex, dex you can use with weapons, like you can with strength. Dex also adds to your AC, it adds to your, uh, initiative. Um, it's what you use most to dodge and reduce the damage of spells. You can escape grapples with either strength or dex. Like, dex just has so much more benefit to it than strength, in my opinion. So those are the... Usually I dump strength 
I like you. Okay. Um, Gambit, I'm assuming your dump status strength, seeing as though you're uh, a weak boy. Look here. What? Why do I need strength? I mean, that's, that's true. Uh, I mean, you make a point. If I'm good at what I do, I don't need strength. If I need my strength, I've made a mistake. I, I do know that it's very class dependent too, obviously, because obviously when you're building a class, you want to put points into their primary stat, whatever whatever that might be. So if you're a strength based character, you want high strength. Um, I mean, is there's never really a reason to go strength though? I mean, unless you want to use a. Listen, you tell Jax that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, really, well, if you want that? two-handed weapons, that's one of the really Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Unless you want two-handed weapons, yeah. why is it an option that's versatile? No. Jax uses a great axe. It's a great, great axe. <laughs> um, but yeah, Thorn's dump stat, I think, is intelligence, and then, and then strength. Uh, high charisma, obviously, for Thorn. Um... Yeah. Uh, okay, so we'll move this along. Uh, real quick, also, uh, Lex and Ryan, I suck at board games, apparently. I really didn't think I'd be that bad. <laughs> but, man, we had Donnie and Devin visit for a week, and we played a bunch of different board games, and my record is literally 0 and 12 or some shit. The last board game we played, we were it was me, Devin, and Rob playing together to beat the board <laughs> game we still lost yeah. well, what, what games were you playing that you're bad at? you name it we came in second unicorns. on red red dragon Inn like twice yeah that's a really fun game if you guys have yes, played it is. red dragon Inn, it's fantastic it's yeah. all about if you're a D&D party what you do in your downtime so you spend a lot of time at the tavern either gambling or ordering drinks for people things like that it's fantastic I mean, your team won Betrayal at House on the Hill. You just got turned to stone before it was over. Yeah, I still consider that a loss. <laughs> I yeah, but you could have been saved within the next they, two turns. I became a yeah. lawn ornament. They I was literally a room over you. from you. Uh, all right, we're going to move on. I have to start with Lex on this one. Okay. Level 9. Do you have a favorite dice set or a particular favorite die? Hmm, okay. Uh, so, I do have a favorite dice set. They are, I think, the first set of dice that I actually bought. They're like this opalescent, like, gemstone-y look with, like, gold letters. They're a little hard to read, but they're just so pretty. Um, so that's my favorite ones, but I don't get to roll them because we do a lot of digital dice rolling. Um, but those are probably my favorite dice. And we like to, well, we tried making them, but without a pressure pot, it's a little difficult to make them accurate. But, yeah, that's my answer. Okay. Did I miss a part of it, though? Mm, no, uh, the second part of it is, if you didn't have a favorite dice set, do you have a favorite die? Oh. Uh, so. Not the D4. Not I hate D4. rolling D4s. I hate stepping on them. Yeah, that's considerably worse. <laughs> uh, so Ryan, what about you? Do you have a favorite dice set or particular favorite, favorite die? Set. Um, well, you know, like we mentioned, I don't get to roll my dice a lot for things that matter. I do roll them during our sessions. 
Um, but I, I've got a couple sets that I really like. I have a, a navy blue with copper letters and like a, a red and black swirly one. And I have a set for list that's just clear with like glitter in it. Oh, like ice? Yeah, yeah. so those are all cool. I mean, I, I don't get to use them a whole lot, but they're cool. Okay, what about you, Rob? Uh, I also have a couple. I have my first set ever of purple plastic ones that I've I've used. The, the, they're pretty lucky. They roll pretty high for me. Um, I have I got a set for Vamp that's all D10s, but they're white with like red veins going through them. Uh, and then I got some purple metal ones from a certain someone, and I have these uh, sparkly ones. That I got from somebody else on this call. <laughs> Those are my four favorites. All right, Gambit. What about you? You got a favorite dice set? Yeah, the the really big red one that lights up when you hit a twenty. How often do you see it light up? Uh, I feel like that particular one was more than others. Well, now you should start rolling that one more often. I don't own it. Oh. All right, that's fair. But I don't, I, don't need, that, I don't need dice. I'll make you all roll. I mean, that's true. Um, Thorn, uh, I mean, he's got a special set of D10s that he has a hard time not rolling a bunch of 10s with. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I don't know, all my dice. I don't know. I don't, I don't really have a favorite. The ones that, that I don't good. like are the ones that start rolling poorly, and I end up throwing you know somewhere on my desk and losing track of them. You can't roll low on any d10, as was your downfall in that game where you had to roll <sighs> low with the d10s. <laughs> no, that was the first game we played. What was that one called? Betrayal on. No. no, that was the Mansions of Madness. Mansions of Madness. Which technically you were the only ones left alive, so I guess you can count that one as a win, but you don't. No, it's the a, card legit said everyone loses. <laughs> it said everyone loses, but you're the only one that didn't die. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, racing on here, tenth level. Uh, Ryan, how would you explain D and D to someone who knows nothing about it? Um, I. I have read before the phrase group hallucination. <laughs> okay. I like that. But theater of the mind. I, I have also learned recently, and I, I don't know how how all of you perceive, but my when I read a book, I can more or less visualize what's happening. It might not be, like, a crystal clear picture, but I can see things happening, you know? I just learned that my brother, when he reads, he sees the words. Okay. And that's very interesting to me. He cannot visualize. Like, even when he, like, if he were to use his imagination, he sees the words. Yeah, I have a friend like that. He told us that too, and I was like, that sounds really weird. And it's like, yeah, I guess I can't imagine things like pictures. I was like, okay. 
So I guess for, for most people, it would be group hallucination. All right. But uh, I still like that. Lex, what about you? Um, it is sitting around and telling fantasy stories with your friends. Pretty much how I explain it. Uh, Rob. Uh, being a part of a fantasy novel where you can affect the outcome. Like a choose-your-own-adventure story, kind of. Mm -hmm. Alright. Uh, Gambit. I would say it's theater of the mind with dice rolls determining outcomes. Alright. I think my answer was roll shiny rocks and stab things or die. <laughs> I mean... Also not wrong. It's a very rose answer of you. <laughs> oh, I love rose. Anyway. Um, let's start with Rob on this one. 11th level. Do you watch, read, listen to any D&D content online? And is there anything that you would want to recommend to others? Uh, I mean, I, I listen to our stuff, obviously. <laughs> Uh, but most of that has now died off. Uh, I kind of sometimes watch Critical Role, but it starts to because it's there's so much content. It's after a while, I'm just like, oh, I'm sick of this. Uh, I used to watch, listen to Dungeons and Randomness, but I haven't listened to them in years. Um, so the only one I really would recommend is the one that I'm in that is on John's channel on uh, Linstead DM on Twitch, where we do. Rocket Care. It's the only one that's still going. You could, you could. Uh, I would recommend ours, but there's nowhere anyone can listen to them. So, yeah. Right. You lost me at John. All right, Lex. What about you? <laughs> so, um, as far as like online versions, I've seen is actually Critical Role. But I, like Rob, I get a little over. What, I don't know if you get overwhelmed, but I get overwhelmed with how much there is that I just kind of stop watching. Mm -hmm. um, other TTRPGs, I love what they do on Hyper RPG. Uh, Kolok 1991 is just such a good show, but it's like psychological horror a little bit. Uh, but just the storytelling is so good, and they're just so good with like their like what they do for like their sets and stuff like that. It's like mind blowing. The live. Um, my other one of their favorite, uh, shows that they did was based on the Rat Queens, which is a comic series that I also love. Um, that's actually how I found out. That was the first time that I saw TTRPGs online was watching Rat Queens. And that was also just so, so good. But you can check them out on Twitch and on YouTube under Hyper RPG. Alright. What about you, Ryan? Uh, so I'm a little, I'm, I'm a little weird here. I can't really watch a play series. I just, for some reason, I, I just cannot stay interested being a spectator in someone else's game. And it's nothing against them, I just I just can't do it. But um, I do watch, like, you know, I, I watch videos about, like, you know, making campaigns and ways you can make campaigns better and like here's some magic items whatnot once in a while a video by the D, &D log 
um, or whatever pops up on on YouTube. I know but, occasionally you you watch videos of the crazy, insane things that then you send me so I can pick apart. <laughs> I haven't watched that guy in a while, but yeah, uh, you know. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, I, you made just made me realize that it, there are, aren't play ones, but I do. Jenny D and Mister Rex are D and D shows that aren't play that I watch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, what about you, Donnie Gambit? Uh, well, I haven't written my memoirs yet. Thorn does like telling stories about what we've done. That's true. And as soon as that asshole Tired Hydra wants to, he can publish my memoirs. Oh, the Tired Hydra. Um, yeah, Thorne likes Critical Role. Uh, and he, he, likes, he loves to read books. Thorne's an avid book reader, so he owns the Dragonlance Chronicles. Highly recommends those. Good books. Um... My pen just ran out of ink. No. Now I'm never going to remember who I called on. <clears throat> uh, that was 11th. Alright, here's one that might require a little bit of thought. At least it did for us. Start with Ryan. If you could choose any one feat in real life... Or if you could take any one feat in real life, which would you in choose? Real life. Okay, okay, hold on. I, I, I just need to pull up the list just for the sake of them being up. Um, let's see, because I mean, I mean, there's some good ones here. Uh, it, it, it would be very nice to have Prodigy, just saying. Or or skilled. Just one, be, one of those two. Just to be better at doing multiple things. Yeah, I have uh, I have trouble picking up new skills uh, sometimes. So, all right. Just pick up a feat. Suddenly you're good at it. Man. All right. Uh, Lex, what about you? What does lucky feat do? Uh, if you fail at something or if you dislike the outcome, you can. Up to three times, I think, a day. Yep. You can re-roll and hope for a better outcome. Mm. Pretty good. Yeah, I'd probably take Lucky. Alright, that's a solid one. Uh, Rob. Uh, hmm. I would probably take Fey Touched. Oh, Yeah. Okay. I bet you would after walking in on that. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it doesn't say what the fate touched me with. <laughs> uh, is there a reason why you would take that one? Um, I mean, just because you get to, I would be able to have Misty Step, so I could just like you're like Rob Dog, I could just bamf through <laughs> the door and back again, <laughs> like that. Uh, and yeah, but like, doesn't it only allow you Misty Step like once per rest. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it's not like I have, uh, spell slots as a person, so. I mean, that's true. Because uh, it also gives you one other first level spell, but I don't have spell. Uh, 
slot, so I don't know that I'd be able to use that. You get to cast that one for free once a day. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, once you cast either of these spells, you can't cast it again. So yeah, so then I'd have to see what other... But it comes with that and and another spell. So. Doesn't it add that to your spell list if you already have a spell list? Like whatever spell you take, you can add it to your spell list? Yeah, you, or is that... you, you, you just can only... Well, yeah, cause, but you get a... Yeah, you can cast it. You can cast each one without spending a spell slot, but then yeah. after that you have to spend spell slots to, to yeah. cast them. But you yeah. do get the spell you pick, your first level spell, you do get that. Added to your spell list. Okay. But you also get it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay, so that shapes my answer a little uh, bit. Gambit. I'd probably say... Was it called Magical Adept? Is that Magic what that was called? Magical Magic Initiate. Yeah, that that one, yeah. Okay. And I would probably try to get my hands on a healing spell to add to my uh, spell slots. Cure Wounds or Healing Word. Which one's the bonus? That's healing word. Healing word. Um, Thorn would take mobile. Shit. Yeah, he'd become even faster. Uh, I like the idea of... I think it's mobile that allows you to just use five feet of your movement to stand up instead of half your movement. So No. That's not that one? No. It's increase your speed by ten feet when you use the dash action. Difficult terrain does not cost extra movement, and when you make a melee attack against a creature, you don't pull full oh, opportunity attack. Yeah, that's the that's the important one. <laughs> so, make the fast boy even faster, and if he swings at you, you can't hit him back. All right. Hey. Everybody, we're almost to the level that you guys are at in in, in the main <laughs> campaign. Oh hell, we're approaching it. So let's start with uh, who did we start with that time, Ryan? Me, yeah. Let's start with Rob this time. Thirteen. If you could choose any one spell to be able to cast once per day in real life, which would you choose and why? And we've removed the wish spell from the list. That was gonna be my answer. Obviously, that's everyone's fucking answer. That's why we remove it. And <laughs> why don't you remove prestidigitation? Because that's a cantrip. The wish spell yeah, is literally the everyone's most powerful answer. thing that you could do, and you can only cast it once per day anyway. So we've removed the wish spell to broaden the answers of this one. Is is the silence mean you're thinking? There's like a billion spells, dude. <laughs> I mean, how long have you been playing D&D for? I've never gotten past like 5th level spells. Oh, man. Oh, that's right. Ryder's a half caster. I've also never played a full caster, so I don't even know the full list. Well, just know that if Wish was available, you probably would take a Wish. <laughs> I, I, I disagree. <laughs> I'm looking for the name of the spell that I'm thinking of, but I, I disagree. Well, you know what? While <laughs> I, hope, okay. I hope that it's... <laughs> so, Rob, Rob, you're thinking and looking over a spell list, I'm guessing. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm guessing that Ryan and Lex, you both are doing the same. Oh, Ryan's scrolling. I'm just trying to think about what would I like in real life that would be useful, and is there a D&D spell that would fit that? Okay. Um, 
Well, then, while you guys are thinking, let's just get Gambit and Thorn out of the way. Gambit, what is one spell that you wish you could cast once per day? Animate objects. You, no. No, no, we had a deal. I'll take those slots away. I just, okay, uh... <laughs> rethinking answer. Loading. Loading. Something I don't already have, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. Uh, meteor Swarm. Okay, that's a good one. Uh, oh, man, my answer was going to be this, but Thorn literally just took this spell. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I was gonna say mass polymorph. I think that'd be fun. Just once per day, drive through a city and just change ten people into T Rexes for an hour and just leave. <laughs> it's like, okay, you deal with that. <laughs> I can just see Thorn taking invulnerability and becoming a pit fighter. <laughs> um, gee, I don't know, Thorn. This is going to kind of be a BS the answer, but Lightning Bolt, because he sees Gambit do it all the time. Look here. We both know it's animate objects. No, he won't ever do that. Because I did it too much? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> you got to show all your parties at least once in the sessions, I'm like gonna, at least one time. I'm going to go through and recap. If you are not ready, that's fine. But Rob, do you have one yet? Uh, I think Shape Change. It's a solid one. Solid. Yes, it is. Especially with me as a DM. Well, I thought this was in real life. Yeah. Yeah, that too. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's real life. You'd have to have seen it before, head, right? It's, it's real life with my headcanon. So, like, if you wanted to turn into a Merolith, let's say, then you could <laughs> turn into a Merolith that has the six swords in her inventory already. Yeah. yeah, but don't you have to have seen it before, though? Like, yeah. so if it was real life, you wouldn't get that kind of thing. Well, yeah, but I could change it to other people. That's true. There's definitely other uses. Yeah. Um, Lex, do you have one yet? So, thinking about real life application, there's nothing that I hate. Well, there are a lot of things that I hate, but I really, really, really dislike driving. Yeah. So, yeah. any. Anything that could be like teleportation or the one where you walk through trees, like any of those that, or even, even if it was like true polymorph and you can turn into a dragon and fly home for an hour, like, I don't know how long that one lasts, but. Well, if you, if you concentrate. Long enough to get you wherever you need to go. Yeah, if you, that was the tough one we talked about yesterday, because if you, Assuming that no one else in the world has like powers, like spells and stuff, if you accidentally concentrate too long on true polymorph, you become that thing permanently. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there's no one who's going to be around to be able to dispel that to bring yeah. it back to normal. Well, just have like a name tag or like one of those like medical cards that it's like, if I'm a dragon, then that means that my spell has gone horribly. Please get me a cleric. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so, teleportation is a great one because you never have to fly again. You just teleport or tree strike yeah. or travel via plants. But like, you just have to try to make sure that you you keep in mind that you can do it once per day. So you, you know, yeah, you get one place and you can't get home. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. well, that also. So then maybe also, I might do one of the polymorphs more because that also has more practical application. Because I don't always leave my house. I could just decide to be a dog and hang out with Yeti. Yeah. 
100%. I, I, that's my answer. That was, I want to be a dog and hang out with my dog. That was my <laughs> answer yesterday, too. <laughs> so I could be a bear. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, technically, I'm looking at shape change. It says you must have seen the sort of creature at least once. So does that mean can I can change into anything I've seen on TV? That's my guess. Because I could also change into yeah. things that don't exist in real life that way. I mean, yeah, why not? <laughs> I think I think technically we no I don't think you I don't remember if Gambit learned how to do stuff by looking in books but I think Austin let us do it one time and said that he wasn't going to let us do it all the time but he thought yeah. it was a good idea well, but we, he, he wanted to be cheesed he let me true polymorph into a Merolith so that you could see what a Merolith was so you could then shape change into a Merolith yeah, he let us learn. One of us learned one of our forms from a yeah. book, and he, he literally gave it. Like I said, he said it's like you can do it this once, but after uh, this, it ain't happening. Ryan, what about you? One spell per day. So I was going to say either fabricate or creation. Oh God, fabricate! I just that was that would be a good one too. Uh, probably more so creation than fabricate because creation you can just turn you know, the air, basically, into rocks, gems, whatever. So I feel like that would probably be pretty lucrative. And while whereas with Fabricate, you can't make any high-quality items, but you can make items. Yeah, but have you seen the price of lumber these days? Yeah. <laughs> you could just open up a lumber yard and make bank. So yeah, with creation you can make bank on lumber. With fabricate, you could probably run a, a pretty good mid-level store. Um, but honestly, I have trouble driving long distances without having to slap myself awake. So probably teleport. All right. Just ride on my dragon. Uh, that sounds cool. <laughs> you know what? You guys could combo it, and Lex could take. Uh, true polymorph, and Ryan could take dispel magic. <laughs> I just thought dispel magic. Uh, yeah, that way you could pop Lex out of true polymorph form if she accidentally concentrates on it, you know, longer than needed. How about I also take true polymorph so that I can then polymorph into something that has dispel magic, but then also use it other way. Or you could both take teleport, and then you have a way to get there and back on the same day. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> there you go. Or you could just take a day trip. And just hang out there for the day and then come back the next day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's so many options. Alright. Uh, what level are you guys in, like, the game I run for you guys? Are you 14? 14. 14. Yeah. Alright, you guys are about to be the same level. Woo! And wow. it was only took however long this call was and an not hour. two and a half years. An hour and a half. <laughs> this is actually taking longer than I thought it would. <laughs> hey, it's um, a good time. We got good answers. So we'll start with Lex on this one. We're going to go through that little drawing of mine. There oh, we go. I ran out of Dr. Pepper. Um, 14. Oh, no, your health. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Lex, in three sentences or less, what's your most epic fail from a game? Oh, okay. Uh, okay, I, it probably wasn't really an epic fail, but it was very, like, anticlimactic, and I thought that it was going to work, but it didn't. Uh, in the Ivar white dragon fight, uh, 
I wanted to use an immovable rod to keep him grounded. Yeah. Uh, so the only way that I could think to get close was to summon these giant owls that could fly into his throat and activate the immovable rod so he couldn't move or else he'd get stabbed in the throat. Uh, only they died before they could activate the rod. So not only was I out all my owls, Yep. And it didn't work. It was a good plan, though. It was a good thought. There were other alternatives, but... When you, ha- when, was... you, when you have an owl that has, like, 12 hit points or something like yeah. that, fly into a dragon's mouth right before he's about to ice breath. Yeah, like, not, not a great plan. All those owls had a very bad day. <laughs> uh, Ryan, what about you? Well, I... I want to give an honorable mention to we we didn't fully 100% think out plan 2 for trying to execute it. Okay. So rest in peace rest in peace to plan 2. Um was this the staff plan? Plan 2 so. was to take the staff that turns into a 5 foot wide tree yeah. and shove it up the ass of a rakshasa and activate it so that he would explode. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, he protected his ass a little too well. <laughs> Anyways. Because um, it's everyone's weak point. It's, it's so the weakest point on everybody. That may or may not have been inspired by the fan theory that Ant-Man was going to fly up Thanos' ass and turn back oh, and God. blow him apart. Oh, God. Uh, anyways. Uh, the, the epic fail, I guess, was more of a fail. The, the character fail, but uh, Bill drew seven cards from the deck of illusion instead of <laughs> instead of fighting. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> In, instead of putting his two bags of holding inside of him, he just was summoning harmless illusion. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rob. What about you? Uh, hmm. I thought I thought of another epic good moment while I was thinking. Yeah, we're which, not on that question anymore, Rob. <laughs> I know, but can I bring it up? I still want to know. Fine. Uh, it was Ryder thinking to use the, the marvelous pigments to create a hole down to Ivar's uh, treasure <gasps> to the ice. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of money in there. <laughs> um, but the epic fail, I guess it would be in the that first game I played of D anD D where we were doing fourth edition. My bard picked up a magical, like, a, a thing from an enemy. It was a lockbox, and not even thinking about traps, I just unlocked it, and I got pricked with a needle, which had white sand poison, which was slowly turning his blood to sand, and he Ugh. almost died from it. <laughs> he had to be placed into stasis for a while, and I played his sister while they looked for a cure. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, I mean, I have an epic fail for you, Rob, that actually led to another question that we've already answers, answered, and that's if, if one of your characters had died, uh, with your, I think it was a rogue that decided to try to go up against uh, me and Donnie? Or me and Devin? Oh, yeah. I wasn't thinking of one-shots. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, he ended up as a snake inside a safe in the ocean, so I guess that was an epic fail. <laughs> yep. Uh, Gambit, do you have an epic fail moment? I sure do. Everything For some reason, die. Oh, well, yep, Whoops. you nailed it. You, I don't even. I don't even need to tell a story now. 
No. Uh, for some reason, one of the mage schools decided to send one of their wizards to attack me in the middle of a war with demons to test me or some shit. He totally whooped my ass. Yep. Totally whooped my ass. But I think I approached the fight wrong. Uh, also, Rob Dog. Yeah, Mr. Teleport. Step doesn't work. <laughs> no. yeah. uh, use my own feet like a sucker. Thorn. I don't. I, I don't. I, I think I had a hard time thinking of an epic fail for Thorn. He's just too good. I mean, in game, there wasn't really anything. There is a part of his backstory. I guess I'll, I'll mention that and whatnot. Uh, where he did have a love interest that he was killed in front of him. Uh, and at the time, he did not have the capability of healing her or bringing her back. That was his most epic fail moment, I suppose. Which is why he's probably so full of just healing spells now. Had nothing to do with the fact that he was built to heal for a party of like nine Jesus. I, I have one for Thorn. It wasn't really a fail, but it was like a, a weight, an epic waste, I guess. Oh, God. When uh, Elspeth killed Brassi with his chaos arrow, and then you pledged, like, to Cord to bring him back, but the chaos bolt would have brought him back at the end of the day anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um... I will I will tell you, uh, Lex and Ryan, my original answer for this was in Rob's Misthaven game that he runs for us. <laughs> I play a turtle or a tortle wizard, and I we were fighting some vampires, and I polymorphed myself into a T-Rex because I was getting low on HP, uh, and one of the vampires turned into a swarm of bats. No, they, just summoned a swarm of bats. Oh, they weren't. They were just regular bats. Uh well, anyway, one bat attacked me and hit, and I failed my constitution save, so it popped me out of T-Rex form. Oh, no. Yeah, by a bat. <laughs> hey, I have one, uh, it's combined Britta. It's what? It's a combined epic fail between Ryder and Britta. Okay. Yeah, it's when Ryder used Wabajack on Britta and a uh, can't <laughs> <first out>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't consider that a failure. That was awesome. Yeah, I mean you've learned. You you learned all that experience. So. Uh okay, so fifteenth level that was everybody. Yeah. fifteenth uh, level we'll start with Ryan. Have you ever played with or created any homebrew content? That's obviously a yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I I make Common magic items on Simon to give as gifts to party members. I, I I have been dabbling here and there and making some subclasses. I mean, uh, Simon alone is technically a homebrewed content, is he not? This is, this is true, but I didn't make it. Right. Um, well, but, it's, the question is, have you ever played with or created? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I like homebrew, uh, you know, within the... Within the confines of, am I going to drive the DM nuts by doing this? And, you know, if the answer is no, or if the answer is yes, then I'll do it. Um, I, I, there, there's times when I'm making characters, and it, and it happened for 
the most recent character that I created uh, that we haven't played yet. I was just looking at D&D Beyond. I'm just looking at it, and I'm like, I don't want to play any of these. Like, I, I just, it was just, my brain was just like, these are all boring. Like, I don't want to play any of these races. I don't play any of these classes. Gigantic Pinterest. It's like, I don't want to play any of these either. So then I just went back to my original, my original idea. But I, I do like homebrew. I made one today. Yeah. yeah, I think it was pretty good. Yeah, I, I like that one. Um, and I, I, made a, I made another one last week. I'm, I'm starting to starting to make some stuff. All right. Lex, what about you? Um, I generally try to keep my classes uh, and abilities and stuff like that within the what's released for D&D or at least like UA or, or whatever. Um, I do what if I am using a homebrew class for a character that is not in any game yet. Uh, not a class. The race. Race. Um, but I don't know. I generally don't use it. I would like to make like items and stuff like that. I just can't think about like it's too overwhelming to think of like full classes, classes like that. But items and stuff. That's a lot of fun. I I I like drawing swords. So drawing swords is fun. I'll, I'll make my own swords and stuff. Rainia is like fifty percent homebrew. Yeah, but it's not my homebrew. But I guess she's yeah. technically still using homebrew. You know, uh, Ivy's kind of homebrew, and then your druid. Oh yeah, the druid circle is completely webby made up. I know you only have like. <laughs> By the way, yeah. So I guess the answer is yes, but okay. sparingly. Uh, Rob, <laughs> never. Yes, never. Bullshit. Never. <laughs> Never have, never will. <laughs> okay, Rob. Oh, boy. <laughs> More 10 uh, HP for you. I honestly don't think in the time that you made the characters or played the characters, I don't recall that you've played anything that's not homebrewed, Rob. Um, Wraith is the only one that is not homebrewed. But that game has ended. Oh, yeah, he was true. just a regular swashbuckler. Um. But yeah, he was the only one, even, uh, well, and a couple one-shots, but Elspeth is a, was a UA type so of uh, monk. Yep. Rider is completely homebrew class. Trip was. Uh, Trip was. Um, Quentin was also a reflectionist. Uh, yeah, and then uh, for the games I run, almost all of my NPCs are homebrew classes. Like, there's three different ones in Mist Haven. Alexander is a homebrew. Uh, Will is a homebrew. Alexander. Yeah. We're, we are level six, and there are like 98 NPCs in that campaign. Rob Rob is very prolific. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, there's... Uh, and then I make up... I use a lot of homebrew magic items, too. And I made up two... Uh, I've made up two uh, cleric... Domains. Complete domains. Um, yeah, I do a lot of homebrew stuff. Alright, Thorn's short answer is what the fuck's homebrew? Uh, Gambit, what about you? <laughs> oh yeah, and, uh, absolutely. Items, 
uh, Super Saiyans, I mean races. <laughs> uh, yeah. See, Thorn doesn't and I've heard of a really gnarly Dragonborn. Oh, I might yeah, have a homebrew right. class, right. subclass. All right, 16. Now you guys have surpassed your characters. Uh, Ryan, do you usually prefer to take ability score improvements or feats as you level up? Yes. <laughs> um, so, I know we talked about this during the Artificer episode, and I've talked about this during that campaign. There are some classes where you cannot find a feat that will help you. Artificer is one of them. However, um, sometimes you, you need the stat boost, but um, so far, I have been relatively lucky on starting stats to where I only really need the first two ability score improvements. Um, but, like, Simon is just a... He, he ended up taking tough just because, like, I, I, the, or um, not tough, the other one. For extra health. Resi uh, no, maybe it is tough. Yeah, I think tough's the one that gives you the extra health. The extra health, yeah. Because I just couldn't find anything else that was like, this is really going to help you. That would, you know, dissuade me from taking stat points. So it, it depends, I guess, on my answer. All right. Lex? I generally take the ability stat increase. Uh, however, if I feel like my character the feats, and I might pick one for the character, I, two is like the absolute max. max. Um, but yeah, generally I take the stat. Alright. Rob? Um, I, my answer is also it depends. Like, if their main stats are maxed out, then I'll take feats. Uh, like Ryder, his main stats are, are pretty much maxed. I could take some other things like that aren't too important to him, but it, I usually like to take the feats instead. <clears throat> All right, Gambit. Gambit's gone. He's dead. He died. Sorry. Uh, I love feats. Uh, that is also Thorn's answer. <laughs> Uh, Thorn is a feet fiend. Um, I think there are certain housekeeping rules you should probably take care of before you go super feet heavy. And uh, don't forget, everyone, ask your DM if you can use Sharpshooter and Great Weapons Master at the same time <laughs> so that you can hit people with a longbow, because technically it yeah. works. Yeah. Uh, okay, moving on to 17th level... You know what? We're gonna we're gonna do this in reverse order. Uh, so seventeenth, if you could cast wish once in real life, what would you wish for? I have to answer. It's Thorn. Shit. Um, um man. I don't know. I, I gotta come back to me, I guess. The gambit. <laughs> what would I wish for? I remember what me as Webby chose. I just chose to be able to talk to animals for the rest of my life. Uh -huh. 
Like just to understand uh, all animals. Like Doctor Doolittle. This. What would I wish for? I don't know to meet Mister again. All right. On better terms. All right. Uh, Rob, what would you wish for in real life if you had one use of the wish spell? I I think I would wish to be like a wizard or a bard in real life with their magical powers. Okay. There it is. Oh. Uh, Lex. Mine's actually kind of similar. I And this could go honestly horribly wrong, but it's fine. Uh, wish for magic for everyone so that the oh. world was filled with more magic and you oh. could do more with it. It could go so you bad, have, but it could also go so good. a lot of bad so people good. out there wielding magic now. <laughs> but you also have a bunch of good people with magic. That is true. Time I'm, to get into be... the insurance game. Because there's going to be a lot of collateral damage. Yep. Man, I'm going to be the one with the practical answer, huh? Alright, go ahead, Ryan. That's just practical. Okay, according to this really long post about gold piece on Reddit... Uh, apparently, uh, having worked out the value of silver based on English shillings during medieval times, apparently one gold is approximately 104 American dollars. Okay. For a gold that means coin. that using the wish spell, you could create $2,060,000. Okay. So, yeah, but you could just wish for a billion dollars because you can only cast it once anyway. Yeah, I just see, wish for a credit card that never empties. Let's see, we've we've talked about this. If you're not specific, that money is going to come from somewhere, and someone is going to become a billion dollars. I mean, that's I mean fair. Take it from someone that won't notice, like exactly who bought Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> But then you have to, then you have to specify that in the in the wish. Then, but I, I think it would be it would be nice to just have a cushion. Um. So this is only going to make sense to some people, everybody on the call, but none of the probably none of the listeners. Uh, Thorne's answer in character is if he only had a one-time use of his wish spell he would obliterate every single Red Sun Coalition member on the face of the planet. Yeah, that's fair. They just all He would just Thanos them. They'd just all turn to dust and fly away. Okay, okay. So, he's not... Um, can I change my answer now? No. You're stuck. Right, okay, wish. thanks. I appreciate it. I would uh, probably <laughs> wish for Star to be in the Feywild. Screw you! No! <laughs> you can't do that. Why not? I know a lot of people that would be pissed about it. One of them is a real big dragon. Um, Wishing to the summer, Faye. All right. Three, three more questions. So we'll go back in reverse order, starting with Ryan this time. What's your favorite legendary or artifact item? Well, I haven't encountered that many so far. Um... I, I I will alter this question 
for for people who who might not know many artifact or legendary items if you want to choose just a normal magic item of some fashion that's fine too just what's your favorite item i guess okay so i i know that this is kind of a meme answer but i like the possibilities presented by the deck of okay deck of many things i know that I know that about 90% of the time, it completely ruins the campaign. But... Well, somebody in your party has one. I, I, I like the possibilities of that. I like the anticipation of, I'm either going to level up and then three times, or uh, I'm going to summon a demon that's going to duel me to the death. I like the possibilities. <laughs> I will say Thorn pulled several times. Things happened. He had to not, fight. He not had to, great things. He had to fight uh, a a what was it a reaper a reaper. Yeah, uh, or dead. It's supposed to be like I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it was pretty sweet though. But I beat that, and then I decided to pull again, and I donjoned myself, and then a whole whole slew of things had to happen. So, yeah. Um, Lex, what about you? What's your favorite item? Hmm. Um, there are a ton of super cool magical arrows. But I think... So from a practical standpoint, this is tricky. Okay. Um, I mean, bag of holding is just super useful. Yeah. I don't know if that's my final answer though, but at least it's it's a good enough for now answer. I mean, your bow's pretty sweet. I know I love Fenthris. <laughs> Fenthris is fantastic. I was gonna say Fenthris, but I was like, how do I even explain them? Uh, there's just, there's just any any magic item is a good magic item. Because... Yeah, because we don't have magic items, so yeah. I mean, all of them. Well, if you believe the conspiracy theorists, we have altered items. Like? Just like items that strange things have happened around them, so people believe that the items generate the strange occurrences. Like a monkey's paw. Uh, I see. Rob, what about you? Favorite item? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, is it like favorite item in game, or that I'd like to have in real life? All it says is just what is your favorite legendary artifact item. So, hmm. just something that you think is cool, I guess. Well, that that destroys my answer because I was going to say the everlasting potion of healing if it was real life, because then I could just be like, "Hey, I'm not feeling so well." Oh, potion of healing. Bacon uh, flavored. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. The alchemy joke might actually be pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do enjoy that mayonnaise. <laughs> actually, you know what? I like the hat you gave me. The Tensor's Floating Disc hat? The, yeah, the top hat that you yep. can throw when it turns into Tensor's Floating Disc. I like the idea of it. Awesome. All right. 
Uh, Gambit, favorite magic item. Uh, I know it's probably not even real because it's so rare and I've never seen one. Uh, but the cloak of displacement, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would, you said I would cloak have, of displacement? Cloak of dis don't we have like three? No, we have one. Oh. You guys don't understand. This is like a mythological item. <laughs> Fuck the tears. The, uh, uh, I would have put flying boots at the top of mine, but they're always filled with lava. So Only for you. Yeah, I know. Only for you. And the crazy thing is, too, is like if Ryan gave you a pair of winged boots, they would just fill in with lava when you touch them. Mm-hmm. So, oh, is that a Rob thing or a Ryder thing? Yeah, it's a Rob thing. <laughs> oh. Rob is cursed. <laughs> uh, Thorne's answer is his the ring that Gambit gave him that makes him stop aging. So he can have a prolonged life past 30 years. So, I gotta hang out with Gambit more often. Uh... Question number 19. Uh, if you were a god in D&D &D universe, what would your domain be? Let's start, yeah. let's start with Ryan. Uh, let's see. What would my domain be? So we're talking about cleric domain? Or uh, no, like, uh, uh, so like right. life, death. Alright, alright. All right. Uh, I... Hmm... Light. Um, Trickery. let's see. Chicken parmesan. Oh shit! How specific? <laughs> You're getting right up there with the great cosmic creator spoon, huh? Hey, we could be friends. Is that your answer? I mean, a lot of the good ones were already taken. Right? Like, but I don't know the domain of. Well, they overlap. The, the domain of respecting minimum wage employees. <laughs> All right. Looking out for the little guys. But yeah, I mean, that, that's my best two answers. All right. Lex. Uh, probably domain of protection. I'm a very defensive person. All right. Oh man, honestly, that's probably that probably would have been my answer too. I I do tend to be somewhat protective. Uh, Rob. Uh, King of Games. God of Games. You're, you're just gonna be. <laughs> yeah, right. I just posted that in the Discord too. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, games. games, a game domain. All right. Okay. All types of games: board though. games, card games, video games, games. It's my jam. You know, it's maybe if you let me win at a board game once in a while, maybe those boots would be less filled with lava. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gambit, if you were, a I, I'm guessing it's the arcane for you, right? Is Donnie falling asleep on us? Mm -hmm. Not good food. He said he had to go get food in the oh, Discord. All right. Well, I'm gonna guess because uh, you know, as Thorn, Thorn knows Gambit pretty well. He would choose the arcane domain, uh, but not want to step on Mistress' toes about it. Oh, we yeah, that's had this discussion. Yeah, uh, Thorn attack Mistra. If Thorn ever became a god, he would become he he'd have to fall under the life domain. I mean, that's just his general 
thing. All right, so here's, and no lie, yesterday when we answered these questions, Apple's answer, she legit pilfered my answer. <laughs> but last question, we're going to start with Rob on this one. If you could play a one-shot with any people in the world, mm-hmm. who would you play with and who would DM? If you want, Ooh. we can come back to you if you need to think about it. No. I mean, as much as I was like, I said that Critical Role drives me crazy after a while just because of the like, I'm, it's the kind of thing where I'd, like, yeah, it's entertaining, but I don't like to watch other people play it. It's like, I want to play it. So I guess my DM would be Matt Mercer. And then for people, like, I'd like all of you guys to be able to be there uh, and then add some celebrities in, but that might be, like, too many people. But So I'm going to just say you guys, and then if I can, I would, I would have Travis from there because I really like him. And, and uh, Liam, uh, and then probably Jen Snakely, so I could sit next to him and see what kind of character. I, th- I feel like he would come up with a weird character that Matt would make into canon that was like OP. Okay. Uh, Lex, what about you? Yeah, it's a cheesy answer. I, I don't know. I kind of... I guess because I don't have any strong connection to any, like, celebrity, any people, like, it's a game that you play with your friends, so I personally would have the most time playing with my friends, so I already have the, the most ideal D&D group. Aww. Aww. 500 bonus XP for Lex. <laughs> Okay, so important question now, Lex. Would you want me as a DM, or would you want me as a player to play with all of you and have somebody else DM? Now, this is a good question. Player. But I don't know who would DM. It would just kind of be like some non-entity DM that just drives the world. And then we're all just vibing in the world. All right. The giant invisible hand of God DMs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ryan, what about you? All right. Here comes my unwieldy D&D group. Okay. Okay. All of us, right? Yeah. But also, Bill Murray. <laughs> okay. Okay. Liam Neeson. Nicholas Cage, David Tennant, Ewan McGregor. Okay. Entertaining as hell game. And who's DMing? Hmm. I mean, I can. I, I mean, I can, I can only think of one possible DM for that game. Uh, you know what? I, I'm sorry, Alex came up with the perfect answer. Oh, Morgan okay. Freeman. Yep. <laughs> that was going to be what I was going to say because I thought uh, I thought his answer yesterday. Uh, I don't want to yep. play favorites with any of our DMs, but it's the voice, man. You know what? It's that soothing two, voice. two weeks ago, I would have said Gilbert Gottfried is the DM. 
<laughs> oh man! Oh, I need him to play a goblin in the party. Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, he can no longer DM. All right, Gambit. This is this is gonna uh, be interesting because you gotta do it in character. Yeah. So uh, Gambit sits down to play D and D. Jack Black. Ah. Uh, uh, Thorn. There's a couple people back home. Forgot Jack Black was canon in game. Yep. <laughs> uh, the DM, Archmage Clark. Okay. Uh, Thorin's answer would be Gambit. Um. Probably. Oh, I don't know if Thorne's ever met... Oh, we had to have met Crank and Crunk. We passed them. Yeah. So yeah, when they were going on the ship. So, Thorne's would be Gambit, Crank, Crunk. <laughs> Tug, he left a lasting memory on him. Tug. <laughs> uh, probably Appa and Momo. And then... God, in game, I would I think Sizixel would have been fun to play with. I never met Jake, but I don't, I don't <laughs> I know thought who would DM. Would you, you know what? Mister as a DM, just so I was gonna say that, but I didn't want to. Just so I didn't want to the entire time. Yeah, yeah. So. All right, there you go. Hey, everybody, you're level twenty now. Aragon. Yay! Look at that. All right, now um, we all become this. So we are about two hours in. We're gonna end definitely end the episode there. That was the, that was one of our longer episodes, but that's fine. Um, so with that being said, uh, first off, Ryan Lex, thank you for joining. Yeah, of course. This is fun. Um, Rob, do we have a science corner this week? Uh, yes. Do you want to talk about the ocean or the moon? The ocean. All right. Uh, so the ocean is. Uh, we know less about the ocean than we do about the surface of Mars now. So it's still a lot of mysteries to find in the ocean, like plastic keeps disappearing, and scientists don't know where it's going because we dump tons of plastic in the ocean, and only a fraction of it is found in like the garbage patches. They don't know where tons and tons of it are disappearing to. Uh, scientists still don't know why whales beach themselves. <clears throat> uh, we can't really see how many... We don't know how many sea creatures live in the Twilight Zone, which is 200 meters below the surface of the ocean. It's from 2,000 to 100 meters. And then below that is called the Midnight Zone, which we don't even know if anything lives down there because it's constantly pitch black. It's Cthulhu stuff. <laughs> Uh, a lot of things lower down are bioluminescent and we don't know why that is because it makes them easier to see for predators like and only 20% of the ocean floor has ever been mapped so there's a lot of unexplored ocean if anybody wants to go more people have been to the moon than to the deepest part of the ocean so um we don't have a Devon, so we don't have a life advice this week. Uh, 
So, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll just wrap up with, uh, let's see, R- Ryan, do you want to uh, promote oh, anything? I, I, I have a life advice. Oh, you're going to step in for Devin? Yeah, people in glass, advice. what? Nothing, go ahead. Uh, people in glass houses should get changed with the lights off. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's... <laughs> that's pretty sad advice. You know what? No. If I'm living in a glass house, and it's my house, I get changed wherever I want. If you don't like it, don't look. How's that? Boom. <clears throat> Everybody should get changed in, with the lights off except for me. Anyway. Ryan. Do I have anything I want to promote? Yeah. Well, Where can people find you on the internet if they want to reach out or support anything that you do? Uh, I have a Twitter that I don't post anything to, and I have a Twitch channel that I am currently taking a hiatus from because I have no motivation. Fantastic. Uh, and, uh, I mean, you know, I'm just around. All right. Uh, Lex, what about you? Where can people find you on the internet if they want to support anything that you do? Uh, right now it's just Instagram and Twitter. Uh, uh, Ursula's Revenge, spelled uh, R-V-N-G-E. And that's it. All right. Uh, Rob, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Professor underscore X and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Confessor X. <sighs> Donnie. Go ahead. You can, you can find me by sending a message to Thorn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so go figure. The first time you don't do it. <laughs> uh, and uh, as always, you guys can follow me on Twitter at JaxForestWalker, all one word, on Twitch at DMWebby, um, and on eBay at Looking for Devin, because him <laughs> lost. Uh, and. Lex, we do have a, a tradition here. Mm-hmm. I have waged a personal war against Booster Gold. It is a known fact. And I sign off every episode with a fuck Booster Gold. I was wondering if you would be so kind as to uh, sign us off. You know what? Fuck Booster Gold. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. FBG. Now the outro music's playing, but we can all talk over the outro music. As is tradition. You guys remember the time that Webby called Booster Gold a superhero? Listen, I mean, technically that's what he's classified as. I did do. So you're saying he's a hero? I did my Booster Gold episode where I gave him props for doing whatever. I got nosebleeds. It was bad. You know, Krim or Ryan didn't mention your your one true biggest fail. My biggest game. Fail? I think you do. Pudding. Oh. Oh. How could you? <laughs> Wait, did we skip him again? Twice? No. 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 no I just didn't bring it up. Pudding. So we, we were fighting these hags, and when he was playing <laughs> Gil, he decided that he was going to try and loot the hag, only he rolled the one, and instead of finding anything useful, he just got a Handful of hag titty. Handful of hag titty.